everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity Rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And a reminder, could be an episode where we mention some spoilers because it's not a spoiler-free podcast. So just be, be warned, be aware. I am Melissa and I'm here with my stunning co-host, Fish. Fish, how are you doing today? I am slightly worried today uh, because as we were just talking about, it may be the end of the world. It is hailing and snowing in California. It was 80 degrees uh, and then now it's snowing where I am a day later. Um, So yeah, this may be our last show if the world ends, Um, but let's hope not. And if not, we'll Uh, see you again for the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about season three, episode three. Hello, I must be going. This one originally aired October 18th, 2000. It was written by Josh Rimes. And I think this is a new name under director here. We haven't seen before. Lou Antonio. The description is Ben's mother calls with disturbing news that he refuses to share with Felicity. She becomes even more upset when Ben opens up to ex-girlfriend Julie, who is struggling with family issues of her own. Meanwhile, Noel goes forward with his plans until Natalie throws him a curve. A new roommate moves in and Sean is hurt when he thinks Megan doesn't like his nose. Okay. Yeah. I like how they were so general about like, Noel goes forward with his plans until Natalie thwarts them. <laughs> like, what a weird thing to not, that's no information, okay? <laughs> you know, it was a spoiler-free summary. I guess so. Uh, goodness. Well, Fish, where do we start on this one? Uh, I mean, I guess we could separate out the Nolan Natalie stuff, but I kind of feel like let's take it in order. Why? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is an interesting episode, isn't it? Um, yeah. Boy. I had some. I had some internal reactions. I don't think I had any external reactions. You didn't, and I'm really going to be curious as we go through um, the last the last episode. Uh, you you were like predicting for this episode, oh, it's going to be really heavy, isn't it? And I said, yeah, because I was remembering some of the weird stuff. Um, they they really have two very heavy things, and then a lot of hey, look over here. <laughs> it's like uh, I don't know what I think this was one of those where they were trying to make it feel more like a blend. So I don't know, maybe I just don't remember, but do you remember us laughing out loud at all during this episode? I usually laugh out loud a couple of times during an episode. And even with like the stuff where they were trying to be funny, I don't feel like at any point I actually laughed. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is why, uh, well, we'll see as we talk about it. Uh, last time I had said I kind of maybe this episode for me is a little bit like when they tried to mix the story stuff into the Julie rape Mm. aftermath episode like the part two of that episode 
um, where they were so heavily dealing with her fallout from the sexual assault. And then we got this like prospective college student who just wanted to party all the time. That feels a little like this episode to me. And we'll see if that bears out as we, as we actually go through it. Although that one had more of a PSA element to it as well. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I, I didn't feel that way, but I may, as you like, as you explain why you felt that way. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump in. First thing we're going to see, well, I don't know. They're going to open it up kind of artistically. Actually, we're going to just get a, a, a shot of from the street none of the characters are in it they're just giving us sort of a new york ambiance shot but it was you know the lights of all the cars kind of coming into into focus and yeah that was kind of i thought that was kind of interesting actually um i don't know why they did that i don't either it was an interesting way to to use the b-roll uh yeah. I like that they did I like that technique. I like that they bring the artistry in sometimes, but it sure. was a little random. I mean, can we talk about why why we just, you know, started there? Uh we we had to skip over the intro song. And I will fully admit that was that was me. That was my fault. Um look. I I will give it this compliment. It is a very catchy tune. It is a tune that is so catchy. It has been in my mind, in my ear, in my head for the last two weeks straight. And if it continues to be in my head, I will do something unfortunate. It's so funny because Fish, you have not publicly (laughs) gone on record with your actual opinion of this, but we, by you with abstaining, We know what you mean. Audience, we listen, we have listened to it twice. We listened to it in the first episode and the second. And now here on season three, Fish was like, evermore, henceforward, please fast forward through (laughs) this theme song. I listened to the other one and Melissa would sing it. And it was the favorite part of my week. Yeah. But this that's not, one that's not a thing twice. anymore yeah twice and i was like no more because i have been listening to it in my head on repeat for two straight weeks now yeah okay. so it's a little earwig it's there it's catchy it's catchy and i'm done with it sometimes there are there are credits of shows that are catchy and you want to listen to them more like succession i'll listen to that all the time i'm always <laughs> gonna watch that and listen to that when the show comes on not not this one i guess though no. so all right well no. we're gonna open up on felicity and noel felicity Thanks. is god yeah, i think many of our listeners would agree with you <laughs> on that Yes. Felicity is fixing the mistake that is the streaks in Noel's hair. She's, I guess, dyeing it back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank God. We open up on Felicity. I don't know why she's not wearing, at least I didn't think she was wearing gloves, but she should have been wearing gloves. Um, But yeah, she's uh, supposedly dyeing his hair 
back to its normal color. And uh, while Noel sits over the sink, um, just saying, how am I possibly going to get my life back on track? And just listing all of the ways that his life is just a mess. Yeah. And I think, you know, the action of this scene is fixing his hair, but the sort of the crux of this is them deciding what the strategy is going to be for getting an annulment. Um, the, yep. the decision is that he needs to not be married to Natalie. The thought is that an annulment is the way to get there, but they have to pick how that's going to be. He's like mental incompetence. And I'm like, that's there. the way to go. I mean, Leon, dude, you renamed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Keep your hair the way it is claim mental incompetence yeah and then dye it back yeah elena jumps in and says i think impotence is a good legal reason for annulment um noel's initially against it it's like mm -hmm. i can't say a thing like that about myself she's <laughs> like just try <laughs> and then he practices a little bit i am impotent i'm impotent i'm impotent <laughs> And then Molly shows up, the new roommate. Okay, so here's the thing. You did tell me there was going to be a new roommate. You told sure me did. it was not going to be Natalie. You told me she was from England. Um, and then Molly just shows up. And, like, there was one thing she said that I really liked. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this is. But I, I just, on first impressions... I don't like her. Okay. I just don't like her. And I don't know why exactly, but I, I don't like her. Wow. Well, maybe we'll figure out why as we go through, because we're going to get her in a bunch of scenes here. We're going to get to know Molly a little bit. She's going to be. Well, you know? I mean, literally from this first scene, I didn't like her. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, fine. I, I can't make up? you like her. I'm not going to try. I no. wonder how other people think about Molly. Listeners. Yeah. What was your uh, first reaction? What was your first? What, what did you think about the Molly character in general? And I understand that that would be a spoiler heavy response. That is uh -huh. okay. I will weed them out for fish. Um, <laughs> okay. So Molly, Molly is going to have a significant presence this season. I don't remember her at all. Yeah, I don't know if she goes the whole season, um, but we're going to get a bunch of her. So that that's, seems like it's going to be annoying, but okay. You know what? It's just a first impression. They Maybe she'll make a better second impression. I'm going to, let's see. I'm going to just put a put an initial thought out there and it's been a little while since I've really poured in detail into her episodes, but I um I feel like she's another one, like a Greg, that they were like, what, what do we <laughs> want her to be? And she's sort of like a character that I, when I think about some of the stuff that's coming up for her, it seems like the different directors of the different episodes or the different writers of the different episodes just didn't really have the template. So... <laughs> She's got, okay. she's got some various elements to her that just, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 
now I'm going to stake my claim now that I think she's going to give us some Greg-esque vibes in terms of what we think the writers understand about her character. Okay. And we, um, we ended up liking Greg. So like, well, not to I'm say wrong. that there's anything about the two like personality traits of the characters that overlaps, just the, here's a character that we can use. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and then she they kind sort of, of in. She already is kind of coming off like that a little bit, I think, because it's like she's got this almost flat intonation and yet it's supposed to be dry sarcastic humor but it's not dry enough to like be real british and yet she's got this like thing on her face you know that would say she's spiritual and like her mom's a psychic and i don't know it she just feels like she's trying to be a lot of things yeah well that that might then bear out we'll see we'll see how it goes so we we get that very first glance of molly and then we're gonna get i don't know this is a bit of a weird they had to they have to set up the end yeah so that's i think why we got this where we're gonna cut to julie recording herself this is not for some reason i know sean didn't want to do this one I don't and understand rented it. a camera for her. And so yeah. she's got this set up. It's probably on a tripod. She's sitting on her bed. She's doing this one herself. And she says, Sean wants me to talk about my summer. My great summer. Uh, actually, my great summer was terrible. If you guys really knew. Never mind. Don't want to do this one. <laughs> she gets up. She rewinds. She hits record again. My great summer. It was a great summer. It was so great. I got to know my birth parents. He was wonderful. My dad was amazing. I'm part of the family. Yeah, they accepted me. Like, if you're part of the family, where are they? Why have we not seen them? Sure. I mean, look, they're just (laughs) trying to get to the end of this episode right quick, right? So, um, you know, I guess the very fact that she's doing this means that she'll be able to record herself later because she's got mm-hmm. the camera yeah. for a week. Um, so there's that. And they give us, I don't know that they necessarily give us any new information in this particular scene from her, except for that, because she she's sort of reiterating the, I don't know, she confirms that it wasn't really great for us. And that she's been lying about something. Yeah. You've been suspecting that the whole way. So I don't know that that would come as a shock to most viewers, but. Well, I haven't necessarily been thinking she was lying, but I definitely thought she like didn't want to talk about something. Okay. But like, it becomes very clear that here she's like. Lying. Now that you actually know what happened, what, when, before we got to this episode, you didn't think she was lying. What did you think the hesitation was for her? Did you have a guess? Um, not really. I, I mean, I figured it had something to do with the family. Like maybe when they were like done, they just dropped her and like, were like, we never want to see you again. Okay. Or, you know, like I felt like there was something there that was like traumatic for her, and she didn't want to talk about it, but I didn't necessarily think she was going around lying to everyone. Okay. All right. 
Interesting. So we will we will certainly get a lot more information, or at least a pointed explanation of what's going on for her by the week by the time we get to the end. But before we get there, we're going to have a Felicity has a dream uh, scene here. Felicity and Ben are in bed. And it's not the only time in this show where they're going to give us one of these Felicity has a dream type moments. Um, Can we just pause for a sec and like zoom in on like Ben's whole back is there and he just like moves a little and every muscle in it just like he's so beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. Something uh, about this scene, I don't know, something about these scenes where the two of them are sort of waking up in the morning, it just feels like this was, this is a real relationship, you know, like this, this yeah. was indeed a real relationship, but just the way they are with each other, this stuff can't be scripted how they're talking to each other, you know, no. like it's, it's not just the words they're saying, it's just, they've it's got- It's when the guy wakes up in the morning and he's looking at you and also scratching his armpit. Like there's something just And they relaxed. have these little <laughs> ways of just talking to each other that it's not just the words, it's it's how they're saying them. You just feel like, you know, when they're when when the phone rings, it's just like, you better go get that. And he's like, Yeah, I better go get that. You know, it's just like that's not stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know what that the script would have told them how to deliver that. I think they just wanted the relationship to feel really lived in and theirs was really lived in. So it, I I don't know. I think that's probably, it reads very natural to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of other actors who didn't date who do this very well too, but it's nice that they were dating. You know, we get, we get to say extra stuff about it, but I thought, I thought it was, so funny that she wakes up from this nightmare and she was like i had this really long dress on it got stuck in the escalator and then we were chased by monkeys and you didn't defend me and she's like kind of mad she's a little annoyed with him yeah he's like wait 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 so (laughs) you're mad at me for something i didn't do in your dream Uh yeah he's like i promise you Next time that we are on an escalator being chased by monkeys, I will protect you. And it's just like the perfect thing to say because, I don't know, have you ever been mad at someone for something they did in a dream? No. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) like, I've definitely had this where it's like, you did something to me in a dream and like i'm i i know in my mind you didn't really do it but i'm still kind of a little pissed okay and like if your reaction is it's a dream and you get all like i don't know um defensive or like that's stupid i'd just be more mad and he does the exact opposite he does like the perfect thing he's just like you know what i next time I will protect you. Right. I am sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess this is just one of those, this is a slice of life, this is a little bit of their relationship here, but this whole mood is going to be interrupted by the phone ringing. Yep. And it's Ben's mom. Yeah. And I knew immediately what this was. Okay. 
I like think there was, they, wasn't a question in my mind. I mean, as much as he doesn't talk to Felicity about it, I think from the things he says on his end of the conversation, yeah. give you enough information to be able to deduce what this is. And she's, he says something like how long. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Like, she's obviously worried. He's like, what's wrong? How long? And then Ben does tell Felicity that it's about his dad. So those pieces of information probably send you in the right direction in terms of guessing what's going on. But Ben doesn't want to talk about it. He flees the room. He gets up to go play basketball with Sean. Yeah. I was just like, sports. Yeah. This is, this is his current answer. Um, Unfortunately, he's playing with Sean, who is not the best, you know, sports guy. Um, But he is a big guy. And so I guess whatever. Um, and just doesn't, he just doesn't want to care. He wants to sports. Yeah. Sports is his outlet. It's his, mm-hmm. um, and he's pretty new to having anybody in his world that he could talk to about this. So sports yeah. has prop was probably the outlet for him, the coping mechanism for him through high school. And I feel like this, this was not a moment for basketball. This was a moment for track. This was a moment for running. I thought he yeah. was going to say, I'm going to go for a run. Yeah, me too. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is a moment where you, like you swim or you run or you do something else where you don't have another person to like hang up against. Yeah. And yeah, I thought for sure he was going to say he was going for a run, but they but they have to have this happen because right. they have to give us all the Megan Sean stuff. Uh, well, and I think this is actually really important that this happens. Yeah. Um, well, we'll but get like, there in a second. Yeah. yeah, but I like that Felicity is what you said last time is like still holding that space for him where she's like, you know, it like whenever you want to talk, we can talk. The thing is. I think I can really feel in this episode that she wants to, I don't even want to say do the right thing. She wants to be there for him in the right way. And she has absolutely no idea how to do that. Partly because he's not communicating with her mm-hmm. and partly because she doesn't really have lived experience in a situation like this. So, but him not communicating with her is definitely a huge factor. So like, she's just, you can see in every scene, she's trying to like, uh, what do I do here? Yeah. She's trying to figure it out. It's a, it's a little walking on eggshells, except she's kind of stomping on the eggshells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're there, but she's, she's pushing maybe a little further than, than maybe somebody who had, I don't know, I, I feel like there's a, a naivete to her pushing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think there's also the Julie element of it, which is complicated in its own right. So yes. maybe let's look at that more when we get to some of those scenes, because there's a real, there's a lot mixed into this. Um, yeah. But first, we'll get a Natalie and Noel scene. The first time they're going to be at the judge. The judge. Uh, yeah, they're 
the point of this <laughs> is that they went in to say, we want an annulment judge make it happen that is the point of this meeting mm -hmm. they th we think <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly what noel wanted and it's what the judge is assuming and natalie mm -hmm. has other plans i mean i don't know whether she planned it or not because as noel is describing his his impotence her face i mean it is just it's changing and it's becoming more and more like frustrated and upset. And she's just at a breaking point. I love, and I love how this impotence is the strategy that he has decided on, but he is having a very difficult time executing it. He gets around to the line. I mean, you could say I'm fairly impotent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the judge. Yeah. Natalie's not having this. You're right. She's like, I'm just not on board with this plan anymore. She's, this is the, the strategy he thought of. So she's going to go, nah, judge. It's one of the best lovers I've ever had. I would say he's potent, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> and not even one of. He is the best lover she has ever had. Yeah. Noel Crane yeah, is this the guy. best lover. Leon, yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll always Shoot. be my first oh, husband. My first Leon. husband. <laughs> oh God. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah. Noel is just utterly confused about this. The judge is confused. They, they, Noel's like, you know what? We're gonna sort this out and come back. Okay, we're gonna come back. Just we'll we'll make sense of it. Just like, I don't even know what's going on in this room. People come to me for an annulment. They get an annulment. That's what we do. Anyway. So we're going to head over to the basketball court now. I like the way they shot this. Everything was gray. Everyone was wearing gray. The court was gray. The sky was gray. Julie was wearing a super shiny jacket, but it was black. Um, everything was gray i mean it was all like a thunderstorm yeah it was like a it was about to happen and and ben is just gonna take all his shit out on sean he's just been he's being aggressive he's being physically aggressive in this game in a way that sean he's certainly aggressive. is not prepared for so yep. and and sean I feel like everybody in this show, like, doesn't get how volatile Ben is. I mean, Sean is, I mean, Ben checks him, right? And he's mm -hmm. like, okay, okay, you know, Sean's like, back, back off. And then he does it again. And Sean's like, dude. And then he like does it again. I mean, he, he, he continues to like he checks sean he's throwing the ball hard he's not saying sorry he's getting more upset I mean, and he's looking sean very think? intense about it all too yeah he's not what there did sean to think was gonna happen at the yeah. end of this yeah so at, at, at a certain point and now julie's here watching and at a certain point one of ben's checks goes a little too far he elbow it basically it looks like he elbows sean in the nose yeah. And but Sean... not even like un you know, unnecessarily 
like completely unnecessarily. I mean, he's just physically taking it out on Sean. Yeah. And so Sean, now Sean's upset because he's hurting and he's like, this, this was fun. You know, like, this is not the day that I was planning to have. And so he storms off. And then Julie, at that moment, Julie could have either gone after Sean or she could have gone after Ben. And clearly both of these people are hurting. Um, she, or she could have just left. Or she could have done, done her own too. thing because she's hurting too. Yeah. She chooses to go over to Ben. Yeah. And Ben looks like, what's that Charlie Brown character that always has a little storm cloud? Or oh. no, that's that's the dirt. Different thing. But imagine yeah. that character instead had a storm like a storm cloud. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that the smelly kid actually was a rained on child. Yeah, it was like pig pen or something. Uh, yeah. Um yeah. okay, so it just Ben has a little personal thundercloud over his head. It's obvious, you can see it. It's not written on the screen, but it's there. And yeah. Julie her radar is immediately peaked and she's like what is up what's happening you were you look like you were gonna take his head off back there what is happening for you then initially seems like he doesn't want to talk about it but then he actually tells her what's going on in very in very clear words he says my dad's been missing for four days yeah um I think, you know, they're setting this up and on the one hand, they're being a little heavy handed with it. I kind of get why they're setting it up because, you know, after, after Ben says this, I get why Julie's following him everywhere, right? Because she's, she's feeling this connection. She's feeling desperate to kind of in some way share or something with someone right but for her to go after him before he says it I feel like is they're just setting stuff up and and Mm -hmm. part of what they're setting up is you've got Ben who is still a live wire right like he's just taken out Sean and now you've got this tiny little Julie girl like running after him and he is tense and it's coiled yeah yeah i'm like julie step away from the storm cloud because there could be some lightning coming yeah um but she turns around and basically says like you know we have this connection you know she's kind of reaching for straws at this point because he doesn't know what's going on and, and yeah. but she sees it and she's like all right your dad's missing like my mom was missing you were so supportive during that um I don't feel like she's actually trying to help him yeah um, I think this is really more about her writing some wrongs of her own past if she can which she can't yeah this has nothing to do with the thing that's bothering her but I guess she's transferring it and well, or just trying to find some sort of other person right mm-hmm. who like just trying to reach out and have some sort of connection because she's probably felt so alone yeah you know during i guess ever since she found out even with her family around she probably felt really alone yeah. but i do like that she kind of that she says here 
you know, I'm basically, I miss like year one, Ben, you know, I, I miss that guy who was mm-hmm. so supportive and that I felt so safe with because the guy she has in front of her right now is not the guy to feel safe around. No, but she's really, she's offering herself up. She wants to help. And she, I don't know. It's so complex. And it really when, is. when you're first watching this, if you don't know yet what you know by the end of the episode, I don't know if it then reads differently to you when you then know that information and watch it again. And now you can add to it. Yeah, sure. We had this connection over my mom and your dad, but now you also see that she let her father die and she's trying to avoid the same mistake being made because, or she, she thinks it's a mistake. She's deeming this as a mistake because she felt that way for herself and she wants to head this off at the pass. Uh, You don't have all that information on a first watch with this. So her explanation of my mom, you help me look for her and I will help you look for him reads like a parallel that Ben could grasp, but it's certainly not the whole story. Yeah. And she still doesn't have enough information at this point um, about like how bad it is for, for his dad. So I, I feel like, they were getting at something, but the timing of communication was just a little bit off for the reactions yeah. each of them was having. But it's yeah. it's weird because I feel like they laid everything out in this episode the way they needed to in order to make the story work. But it comes across to me like an episode where they had to put everything in this order. You know, like this has to happen for this and this has to happen for this and this has to happen for this. And it, it feels like it's all story construction that isn't really as organic as you want it to be. Um, And I think the, again, the, if you're going to construct the story in that way, what they're requiring is that the actors that have reactions to information that they get later, earlier. And that part, I guess, was throwing me off a little bit. So I was like, all right. I mean, I kind of got it at this point. I was like, okay, like you both have parents that are missing but like that's not the same thing i kind of had ben's reaction i was like that's not the same thing yeah um yeah all right well we're gonna head from this to a documentary style moment we're gonna get we're gonna get some molly Mm -hmm. sean wants to meet molly and he's letting her know some some lingo he's like i need a hook i need a hook there's like no way it's going to be Molly, by the way, that the, Molly's not going to be your hook, but that's okay. We've just met her. Um, so Molly introduces herself. She's it's her, it's her junior year um, as well. And she is studying abroad from England and she's going through a couple of the details about things she's interested in. She caps it off with that. She is studying orgasmology. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I'm sure that's a real interest. thing. Yeah. Studying the science of the human orgasm. Sean's like, gasp. Yeah, because that goes so perfectly with fashion and photography. I'm sure that, you know, the whole like biology and medicine thing she was just doing on the side. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, Sean. Sean's, fall for that. Yeah, Sean's excited about that. She's like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that was, I was kidding. That's 
was trying to give you a hook, but I can't, I can't follow through with this. Sorry. No, 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 nope. You believed it. And now I can't, sorry. Yeah. That was as far as I can take this journey. Um, but it seems like you're still going to continue on it and that's fine. <laughs> Sean, he was excited about the idea. Of course. Of course he was. Um, all right. So now we're going to move from this to some non-documentary footage. We're going to get Elena, Felicity, and Molly. They are cooking bubbles and squeak. Um, yeah. I hadn't ever heard of bubbles and squeak before I saw this episode and I've never had an opportunity to eat or be served bubbles and squeak, <laughs> but I would like to give this my note from an optimist. Oh, uh, oh and I don't know why. I just, how can you say bubbles and squeak and not have a smile on your face? Bubbles and squeak. I, I just, guys, bubbles and squeak, okay? Now, <laughs> if you have a recipe for bubbles and squeak that you'd like to share with me, that's great. I don't cook. I'm not going to make it, but I'll read it and fully understand what good bubbles and squeak entails. If you enjoy making it, maybe send us a photo of you eating your bubbles and squeak. Or if you're at a restaurant and you actually see it on the menu, Take a picture of the menu. <laughs> I want to see it. All right. Bubbles and squeak. It makes me so happy. Yeah. It didn't actually look like what I know of as bubbles and squeak, but it looked like they were doing like a mirepoix. Like it looked like carrots and onions. And I was just like, what is happening? Like when yeah. she was like bubbles and squeak, I was like, that's cabbage and potatoes. Um, that's what I found when I looked it up as well, but she had all different kinds of vegetables going on in there. She's yeah. like, it's the sound that the vegetables make <laughs> when they're cooking and frying. Bubbles and squeak. Mm. I just love it. Okay. I listen to a lot of like English books. And so I I've heard a lot of different like English style, you know, bangers and mash. Hmm. One of my favorite is toad in a hole. Okay. I love Toad in the Hole. That just, it sounds fantastic. Um, and and Bubbles and Squeak is definitely one of the ones I always, you know, for some reason, I always assume that whatever is being cooked is something I would not actually eat. Okay. Like Which everything. might be the case for me as well. But the name, the idea yes. of it all, just... Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like they put tripe in too many things okay. and, and I'm just always worried, but it's a fantastic name and they've got some wonderful names for, for dishes. Yeah. Um, Shout out yeah. to Bubbles and Squeak. Yeah. Also would be a great cartoon name. If you have pets, if you have two cats and you name oh. one Bubbles and the other one Squeak also applies. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. You have two slippers and you name them. <laughs> one could be bubbles, one could be squeak. You have two boobs and you name them. Yep, that's another application. <laughs> you could do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. So bubbles and squeak, everybody. That was your <laughs> your optimistic. Because <laughs> frankly, there is no cynical understanding of bubbles and squeak, as far as I can tell. Uh, I mean, mine is that it has oh. tripe in it. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> um, that is not the point of this scene. No, but it's my point of this scene. Okay, 
Uh, what else happens in this scene, Fish, besides the bubbles and squeak? Well, Felicity is saying, you know, Ben's shutting down. And yeah. Molly just pipes in and says, well, yeah, guys are like Venus flytraps. You know, something happens and they just clam up. Yeah. You know, also like clams. Um, mm-hmm. thought there was some great music going on. And then, you know, Molly kind of says the one line that I actually appreciated from her, which is, yeah, I mean, I guess it's all fine as long as he doesn't start hitting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he broke Sean's nose and Felicity's like, huh, what? Everybody just seems to have more information than Felicity in this scene, yeah. you know, and this one's really big coming from Molly. And, and the thing is she, the Molly is generating first impressions of everybody. Yes. So if this is the first thing that she says about Ben, it's like, yeah. Whoa, huh? that's a lot, but also accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of like, all right, uh, I may not like you, but I agree with you. Yeah. And then Felicity's like, okay, well, didn't know that. You know what else I didn't know? That he's just like confiding everything in Julie. Julie walks in. Yeah, Julie walks in. Where was she? Oh, I was with Ben. Yeah, we've just been hanging out. You know, he's just dealing with a lot of stuff. Felicity's like, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not personal, you know, like because Ben and Julie have this whole connection because of, you know, Julie's mom and all that. No, come on, Julie. Come on. Uh yeah, it's just really complicated here. Julie is the one that reveals to Felicity in these words that Ben's dad is missing. He's been Almost missing for five a while. Days. That uh Ben was tasked with filing a missing persons report, which he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of information for Felicity be, to be getting from somebody other than Ben. Yep. And then, you know, knowing that like the moment that he left for the bed with her, he went and broke Sean's nose or whatever he did with Sean's nose. It's just, he's just, uh, I like the way that you used the term live wire. Yeah. If you're Felicity in this situation, because the thing is, okay, she keeps centering this around. I'm worried about Ben. And she should be, but she should also be worried about everyone around Ben. Yeah. But layered into this is the fact that Julie dated Ben, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's this whole connection that she had with Ben came out of him being sort of her white knight with her search for her birth mom and then when her when she found out who her birth mom was she's she still needed a white knight mm-hmm. so like that was this major point of connection between those two and if you are at all insecure about your relationship your current relationship with men like felicity in this situation would be like oh my god julie of all people julie um but i don't really feel that she's focused on that here i feel like it's just so many red flags and I feel like she keeps bringing it back to Ben. I don't think that there's this undertone of her being jealous. Um, what did you feel? I thought that she was just, I thought that she was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was surprised, 
you know, not just about the nose, not just about the information, but also about the fact that he talked to Julie and not her. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was so much jealousy, but I definitely feel like Julie throughout this was really like poking her? people. Okay. Not just her, like a lot of people. Like she started in the last episode with Megan and Elena, and she's just continuing to like she's hurting inside and she's upset and she's emotional and she's just so she's, she's kind of doing the out. same thing that Ben's doing, but in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So Felicity now has all this information. She's going to go straight to Ben with it. Um, yeah. This is a hard conversation. So Felicity. It was a hard scene it was a to hard watch. Scene. Like for me, the, the physical part, of, like the physicality that Ben has Mm-hmm. is is very hard to watch with Felicity standing right there like la di da di da like he is hardly keeping it together he's like physically holding himself back he like you know <sighs> I don't like, know if she's la di da di da um I think she is in terms of like what could physically happen yeah. to her she she does not mince her she says Julie told me what is happening with your dad. Um, And she's trying to figure out what's, she's trying to figure out what she can do, I think. And she, you know, Ben says, I'm not going to do anything about it. My dad deserves this. She's, she's sort of asking these like, why questions, which he's getting defensive about because it's like because you know like it's just he my dad doesn't deserve this because and he's like don't tell me what to do like he's like i i don't want to hear it you know and i don't necessarily know if she was about to try to tell him what to do i I don't think she was i think she was really just trying to i i think her point here is i'm here for you you can talk to me I, I don't want you to be hurting like this if there's something I can do. I think that's what she wants to communicate, but I think any question posed to him is going to be seen as a threat. And I don't know. I it's He's just so, so raw. Yeah. I mean, she's like, look, I'm not trying to judge you. Like, I only want to help. And he says that back to her. He's like, I get it. You're just trying to help. But I just want space this has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. and she just she says the word space and like looking at her face to me it, it felt like he i don't know almost like a gut punch there it was like it, it was like she was reading so much more into the word space well so the which, problem with with the way she'd be picking up on that word now is that he just told everything to Julie, you know? So it's like, Oh, you want space, but you were just hanging out with Julie all day. And she knew exactly what the problem was, you know? And like, it's, it's like, Ooh, you know, you want space from me. Okay. But it's also what he did before. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's reverting back to his running away. Yeah. Remember how he was like, I'm a coward. I run away. I don't want to do that again. Like I'm changing for you. He just spent all of last year 
right? Mm-hmm. Changing this. And now he's going right back to like the last time he was running away and not talking and like didn't want to have conversations and wanted space. It, it ended up with her getting really hurt. Yeah. Tough though, because the, this isn't exactly a direct parallel because when he's wanted space from her before it was because of their relationship and how he was, how he was feeling about that. In this case, this is what's happening with his dad. And if they were commun, if he was okay enough to communicate in a healthy way with her, um, maybe he would be leaning on her a little bit more, or at least telling her what's, or, or using some more language to help communicate what's happening. But he does not have like this, the pathways like that he's learned on dealing with his dad from when he was young, didn't involve any other people. So like, it isn't actually a factor of, their relationship which might might be why he feels like this isn't about you um but for her it's like yeah but we're in a relationship and you're hurting so much which is hurting me yeah it's like i what do i do like i i I don't want you to hurt like this how do we get there (laughs) you know like yeah i I mean i'm i'm gonna I'll probably come back to this multiple times, but Ben is exhibiting, I think, a lot of the things that his dad has exhibited, mm-hmm. only without the alcohol. Yeah. Um, so it's like he's running away, he's, you know, not communicating, he's telling himself this lie of like it has nothing to do with you. Like, you know, it's 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 about me and and it's just hurting me and it's not just hurting him. It's hurting her too. (sighs) So like, I think we'll see this parallel between him and his father throughout this episode that, that it kept coming back to me. I appreciate the way that she's communicating it in this episode too, because it's like, how do you say how do you communicate to him that this also involves her mm-hmm. without making it seem like you think it's all about you, you know, <laughs> like, it, cause it's not, it's not all about Felicity. It's about Ben. Yeah. This is Ben's thing, but, but she's pulled into this no matter what. Right. So it's like, I, I appreciate that she's walking that very fine line of it's like, I'm not trying to make this all about me, but consider that I care. Mm-hmm. and want you to be okay <laughs> you know like I, I I think um she finds words here that land okay for me without making it seem like don't make because you know Felicity we've said in the past has a tendency to make these things about herself and mm-hmm. I don't I don't see that here yeah I mean I guess it's all about what somebody needs and yeah. if Ben needs space he needs space right like I can identify with that like if I like need space and I need time to process and I'm feeling a certain way, like the last thing I want to do is turn around 
and like comfort someone who cares about me yeah when i'm trying to deal with my own stuff it's like just putting more stress on me yeah so it's like part of the relationship is understanding like you know which like what partner needs what at which times yeah um, and here, because oh, she yeah. opened up this conversation, he does communicate. I, I want space. Mm-hmm. She, like you said, she, um, she says space. Okay. She's, I understand. She, she leaves. Yeah. We don't, we don't necessarily know exactly how she's feeling about that or what she's thinking, but she, she grants the wish. She says, okay, space you want space you've got. And she leaves and, um, She's going to keep walking this very fine line with him. The walking on eggshells idea, I think, is absolutely something that plays out in this episode. Yeah. But we are now (laughs) going to... Oh, this is so weird. So, okay, we're going to go back to documentary style. We're going to get a Noel interview. And initially, he's recapping that he was pissed about Natalie saying that he wasn't impotent in front of the judge. How dare she? Uh, oh, dare she say yeah. that I was the best lover she ever had. That is just wrong. Mm-hmm. But then he says, he, we get new information. He says, so Javier has called and brought it to Noel's attention that Natalie actually gets an inheritance if she is married. She mm-hmm. has a, an uncle, Frederick, who passed away, who <laughs> left her a significant sum of money in his will. As long as she is married, she can, she can get it. Seems uh-huh. like she has to be married for a year. Uh, was was it the stipulation that? It's the stipulation for the husband, but I'm yeah. guessing it's also for her because she's okay. married right now. She could just take the 250k out unless there's a time, you know, attached to it. Yeah. So now this changes the tenor of this conversation, and Noel's going to approach Natalie, and this is going to be non-documentary. Noel's like, um, so my conclusion is that you have used me, huh. that you just needed to get married to get this money. And so you married me. Natalie's like, no, 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 that's not it. I wanted to marry you. I've been asked to be married. I, I've, there, there are others who have asked me to marry them in the past. And I've said, no. Well, You're and also you proposed to me. Yeah. So. Uh, and he's like, well, then why didn't you tell me? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Because I didn't want you to think it was about the money. Like <laughs> this conversation we're having right now. And you know but, what? I believe her. <laughs> well, I, I, I sort of believe her, except then she says, yeah. and my husband of one year or longer gets 100K. And so I'm she's like. She's going to get a quarter of a million. Yeah um by being married and then and then yeah she stipulates that there was a a clause for the husband too 100k yeah and i was like all right like i i do actually believe her but i also think she doesn't know noel well enough to know that she should not have said that last thing Mm. that did not help her case well, I don't know. I guess it depends, right? Because you could look at it as that's the moment when she's manipulating him. But the thing is, like, he, that is the thing that gets him, his wheels turning. But not really, right? Like, well, he's considering it a whole lot up. more. It's not where he ends up, but it, it, he's considering it certainly a lot more 
than he otherwise would have been. And yeah, um, for a few seconds, I don't think that that, I think that's in general was not, not the way to go, but yeah. it's out there now. It's out there now. So we're going to go, okay. Now we need to get weird. Okay. So non-documentary Megan mm-hmm. is taking care of Sean's nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, fish. What goes on in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Megan is playing nurse. She's taking care of, of Sean, putting a little band-aid on his nose and calling him a wimp. But then he's like, but I was playing sports, so I'm manly. Mm. And then they're like, ha, 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 yes, you're manly. And they're very cute. But then Sean asks, well, you know, as long as it's almost kind of as close to broken as it could get, I could get a nose job. And and Megan, instead of saying apparently what Sean expected, which is you have the sexiest nose ever, mm-hmm. uh, says, like, oh, yeah, you do that? Yeah. Is that <laughs> something you'd consider? Um, does, uh, Sean's like, whoa, hold up. That's not what I wanted you to say. Yeah, I was looking for validation just then. Yeah, and you were like all excited that I was going <laughs> to be adventurous. <laughs> yeah, I feel like feel like he kind of set her up there but um you know he he doesn't know he doesn't know the history he doesn't he doesn't so she initially gives him one version of a history which is well knew this kid kyle once you know we were four he was 14 he said he fell off a ladder but really he was just lying because he wanted to get get a nose job Yeah. yeah and uh she seems to respect it and then Sean's obvious conclusion from this anecdote was, you hate my nose. Right. And it's his best feature, so she must hate everything else about him. Yeah. Um, look, in an episode where <laughs> yeah. Ben's dad has alcohol poisoning, is lost for four days, and Ben's trying to decide whether he's going to file a missing persons report. And Julie's grappling with the fact that she let her father die on her watch and is going to exit the show. They, I guess, needed something weird. And like, <laughs> and this fit the bill. Sean and Megan fight about Sean's nose. Yeah, I actually really liked it. One, because I thought, you know, breaking Sean's nose, I thought was really important to Ben's care, like, yeah, I, I thought it was important to Ben's state of mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I thought they were cute together. And like Megan, you know, was finally ends up being honest with him. And I don't know, they ended up just being really sweet. So I, you know, where his story was just random and I didn't particularly like her, mm-hmm. like, this I thought was really cute. I think that this is, so we're going to get a lot of Sean and Megan fights and this is their dynamic. They bicker, they get, they get in fights about things. And then there's ultimately a love that underlies it all. And in particular, I think this one was cute. Like this is probably the fight that they have. That's about the least important thing. (laughs) If I, if I had to put it out there, 
there will be bickery weird fights that they have later that are about slightly more serious things this is uh just like it, it's like they're gonna scale up the level of difficulty <laughs> as time goes on <laughs> they're starting real small they're starting real simple here and uh you know and i think they just needed to have something here that was like we're gonna enjoy when these two people are on screen because we're gonna have a hard time with everybody else <laughs> yeah. i mean That's i think fair. noel and natalie have a little bit of that energy in this too um yeah. but yeah they i think they were trying to strike a balance here and sean and megan i don't got think there. it i don't think it um balanced but i still like this part Mm, okay so all right uh ben is now playing basketball alone until julie walks up i know now she's becoming a she knows what's going on yeah right now now i feel like she is she she's sort of like glomming onto him to try to like feel better or feel a connection because she can't really do anything about what happened with her. Um, like, I feel there's this desperation for her to like connect with him. Yeah. There's this desperation. I think if, if she were in a more balanced place, this is too much. What she's doing is yeah. too much. She's, yes. she's inserting herself in places where it's one thing to say to somebody, I'll be there for you as a friend. It's another thing to say, Let's roll up our sleeves yeah. and do this thing together. And he's like, I don't want to do the thing. <laughs> like, like you or not. Like, I, I, I don't want to do any of the things you're rolling up your sleeves to do. And this is my life. And um, there is, there's this desperation on her. And I think, I do think that Ben even though he's a live wire, I think that he has this, this history of what he thinks Julie's talking about here, where he's not going to punch Julie in the face. I, I feel I'm, like he's, I'm, he's uh... like, there was a protective mode that he used to go into for her. Yeah. That I think he, he he in this moment is like wait 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 this isn't the same but he's able to like tap into that reasoning side of his brain with her where he's like okay she's had this experience i've been down this road with her like how can i get there he was not in reasoning mode with sean i don't feel like he he was gonna punch her in the face but i do think he could have like maybe shoved her or like i don't know caught a ball really near her face on purpose and maybe missed by accident or like i feel like physical harm could have come to julie like it wouldn't yeah, have been I, I him like, like throwing her on risk. the ground yeah i don't feel like that was a risk for her in this situation i feel like he knows enough about the live wire that she seems to be here or why this is hitting her so hard that I think, he, I don't think he wants to be tested on this very far, but in this scene, I did not feel um, that there was any threat to Julie physically here. I feel like he's, he's like, 
I mean, he's reasoning with her in a way that he was completely unable to do with anybody else. So I, I think he's got on a scale of zero to 10 patients where he might have a zero with everybody else. He's got like a two with her and that's just enough to get him through this conversation. But if she keeps pestering him, yeah, I mean, I mean, she's the one telling him what to do. She's like, you can't do nothing. And his understanding of that is, oh, you know, Julie couldn't not find her mom. And Julie's understanding of that is, you know, I allowed my father to die, right? Well, but he also is comparing this to, so he says, this isn't the same as with your dad. So he knows, he knows that her father passed away and that she couldn't help. So he, he does get as far as saying this is not the same as with your dad. And she's like, but it is like you, it's, you know, you'll regret not helping or like you'll regret not knowing him. And Ben says something that just really cut to the quick here. Um, He says, sometimes not knowing your dad is the better thing. Yep. And you know what? I think like in real life, people have all different situations with their parents and you can, you can look at anybody's situation and you can say this is better or worse, but it's their situation. And um, I think Julie saying to him, learn the lesson from me. And he's like, yeah, okay. But I also have all this other history and all the lessons I've learned to this point. And I have to factor that in. And I think, I don't know, when we, when we give each other advice based on our own lives, it doesn't always apply one-to-one. Well, I, I agree with that. However, I do think that this does apply. It's just Julie hadn't said why. Yeah. Right. And, and Ben later does come around and say, you know, I think she was right. Mm-hmm. Like, had I done nothing, I probably would feel that way too. Mm-hmm. So I, in this case, I feel like Julie is kind of having the conversation that Ben had with her mm-hmm. in season one, mm-hmm. only she's doing it way worse. Mm-hmm. And over like a series of, you know, like a day or a couple of days, and not actually like Ben came in when, you know, when Julie was raped, he came in and he shared what was happening with him mm-hmm. here. Julie's doing the opposite. She's holding back what happens with her and telling him what to do. Yeah. And it's like, ah, that is, that is clearly not working. It's not working. It's not a good strategy. And she also is completely unequipped to be honest uh, with her own situation right now. So it's just, yeah really dicey we're gonna get a uh oh so okay so we're gonna go to a a documentary moment of molly where the information we get is molly's mom's a psychic she's clairvoyant right and she knew that molly was going to go to new york before she even told her she Uh says it's where you'll find your love um for what happens in the future with molly that line reads weird. 
Okay. Just so you know, uh, it is one of the lines where it's like, what is Molly? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you'll see later. And um, she says, it's hard to believe your parents, even when they're clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. And all in all, what? Yeah. Like, that's how I feel about Molly. I'm like, okay. what? Okay. All right. Well, uh, Molly's going to be in the next scene, too, I think, right? So we've got a non-documentary moment. Maybe all the girls at the apartment, plus Ben and Noel. Mm-hmm. And this this conversation's all about Noel. Should I stay married? I'm thinking about Molly. it. <laughs> he's like, wait, 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 wait. So... You were definitely not wanting to stay married until you heard about the money. Is that, is that, am I reading that right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Noel is asking them like, can I stay married for the money? And Elena's like, if you stay with her, I will never talk to you again. Yeah. Elena's like marriage is sacred. Molly's game. She's like, Hey, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was her whole contribution. Yeah. That's let's just be like, about yeah. this you know 100k and then noel looks to ben i think in the way that you might have hoped that he did yeah last episode he says ben what do you think i'd like to know your thoughts here yeah Ben's ben like, has clearly not been listening at all he's been like looking down been looking to the side he he is not he's not even in the same room possibly yeah. not the same world he he short-circuited at the beginning of this conversation and he's just sitting there <laughs> fried right now he's like he's like the bubbles and squeak after you take it on the heat off of the heat you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's he's just toast so um he just kind of realizes the only thing i can do that's even remotely a contribution in this moment is just leave this room (laughs) like i'm sucking the energy out of it so he leaves felicity follows ben does his thing he's he's running He's not communicating. Yeah. He's doing his thing. Felicity is going to follow him out onto the street for another really hard conversation. Um, Felicity's like, you're shutting me out. You're shutting me out so hard. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he he says, she says like, what if, what if I were hurting like this? He's like, well, I I give you your space. And she's like, well, I would hope that you would initially, but then what? she's like you're suffering so much so much this is hard to watch yep and he's just like look you don't know what it what it's like like you have no concept of this and then he shares which i don't really believe this scene so much He's like, it didn't help the first time. It's not going to help this time. And she's like, wait, what? First time, huh? And basically in seventh grade, his dad goes on a bender. And he is found in his car like a couple days later. And he just like gotten shit faced and was, you know, sleeping off in his car. Um, And he comes home and didn't say a thing about it. And yeah. I mean, and absolutely. in the meantime, it sounds like Ben's mom and Ben were very worried about him. They were looking for yep. him. This obviously made a significant impression on Ben. This is a, a, a very accessible memory for him. Yeah. 
And, so, and the thing that I don't believe is that it only happened once. Um, like mm-hmm. he's talking about it like the first time and this is the second time. I'm like, yeah, right. This probably happened fairly often. But I fully believe the next part where he says, and look, you know, if it had just been that, uh, you know, I could have forgiven him, but it's not the worst thing he's done. And I fully, I fully get him not, not going into detail about like the worst things his dad has done. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of a natural reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, is like, I don't want to sit here and detail this to you. So I'm just going to kind of like say this vague thing. I think and- he, he, he rooted it in, in one significant anecdote that I think it's like, well, I was in seventh grade. I was a kid. This thing happened. That's an example. And it gets worse. Yeah. Uh, and I think the example he gave was already not great, right? It already gives a lot of context and um, he doesn't necessarily need to itemize a list here for her. I, when uh, Ben then says, you know, if you're wondering why I'm not looking, it's because this time I hope he's dead. Yep. Period. Dead. And I, I believe that too. I believe yeah. that in that in that moment, he is just like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, like, it would be a I lot got easier. out. Yeah, yeah. It's like I got out. I went to college. I went across the country, right, to get away from these people, and like Felicity's dad followed her there, and now this guy and think about what an invasion of space we thought that was you know in her sophomore year when we were talking through in season two felicity's dad being there and just sort of continuing to show up in a way dad ben's dad is doing exactly the same thing we we saw him so many times in the last episode um i mean i do i definitely think it's different like her her dad moved there yeah and like was there for months his dad came once to do a step nine Mm -hmm. and then but then ben was the one who was like okay like i'm open to while you're here for a mm -hmm. limited amount of time seeing you a couple more times but then to go from that to i'm now responsible for filing a like this is not what he signed up for. What he signed up for was moving across the country to be away from all yes. of us. And this is kind of where I'm, and we can talk more about it when we, no, I guess we're already there. Um, mm-hmm. This is his mom putting this on him. His yeah. dad hasn't asked for any of this. Yeah. And you can see it in his dad's face later. Yeah. Like his mom is the one who's like, I need, you know, I want you to file this missing persons report. Guess what? doesn't matter if you're in another state. You can file the missing persons report. Mm-hmm. Ben's mom. I, yeah. I don't remember her name. Um, or if we even know her name. We will meet uh, her. But, like, you know, she's... She, Ben's falling back on old patterns. His dad's obviously not doing well. Um 
and his mom is fall, falling back on old patterns. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's a really bad situation. And if we remember what we said in season one, where it was like, Felicity is not equipped. She is not prepared to support this man. Mm -hmm. um, at this moment in time, even though she has grown, she is still not equipped yeah. to help this man. And that's why I brought up things like Elanon and ACA last time where it's like, and, and Ben's saying it himself. He's like, you know, this is not the same to Julie and you don't know what it's like. He's pushing back because these, these people don't know what he's going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they need some people who know what he's going through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So we're going to get uh, Molly and Felicity scene where they're in there. Molly's mom just called and she says to Felicity, my mom says that Ben feels bad about yelling at you and he's going to apologize. She's like, where? Yeah. Where? What, what, how, what, wait, what where is she? Camera show. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's in England. Um, cool. Do, 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 do. Um, all right. Fun. Yeah. Uh, Again, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Maybe Molly's some sort of con artist, but like, for me, this is sort of like <laughs> the magic nutmeg dust. Like, I'm just like, no, okay. just no, stop it. All right. Well, um, she's, yeah, she's going to be all kinds of things. So, all right. So Megan and Noel are now going to be having a chat and, you know, I guess Megan's the only one who's still there <laughs> after <laughs> all that conversation about what Noel should do. And she's the only one who's actually giving him useful information. So she's like, she That's says Jacob, Jacob Perlmutter again. Yeah. She's like, no, see, you just, you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. Natalie runs at a really high speed and you can't handle that, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Sean's going to jump in and be really helpful uh, by, by pointedly asking Noel, what do you think about my nose? This is, this is just one of, this is so, this is so funny. Sean's like, what do you think? And Noel's like, I really don't think about your nose. Yeah. And he's like, and so Sean keeps pressing the issue. He's like, no, but seriously. And he starts to really make the conversation about his no, no, nose to the point where Noel is like, are you thinking about getting a nose job? And I love Sean. Yeah. Did you say something to him? <laughs> Yelling at Megan. It's like, well, no, this is just a natural deduction from the fact that you've been trying to make this conversation about the appearance of your nose for the last minute. Oh my gosh. So yep. funny. Yep. Um, all right, Sean. Yeah, these these kids. Um, all right. So Elena and Felicity and Molly are having a chat. They're debriefing. Yep. And you know, this is this is where this is where the episode starts to get chaotic. So okay, the, the ladies are having this conversation. 
And Elena's putting out a theory. Look, I, I think that Julie just hasn't dealt with her father's death. And that's why she's kind of hanging around with Ben so much and like trying to sort out all this stuff. And I think she's got something going on that's pretty deep here. Yeah. And Elena shares a, a bit about herself. She's like, look, you know, when, when my mom died, like I went wild and, you know, she's sharing like how unstable she was. Mm hmm. And she's saying the same thing's happening to Julie. Yeah. And Felicity. Yeah. Felicity's just like, yeah, that's nice. But like, I'm actually concerned about Ben. And I was like, oof, cold. So the thing is, my interpretation of what Elena said was, I feel like it came on the back of a conversation about Julie knowing or doing so much with Ben. I feel like we missed a line in this scene. I I feel like they were having a conversation and we jumped in halfway through and the conversation had been about, you know, like, you know, Julie and, and the Ben stuff. And I feel like what she was saying was, I think we need to put some context to this. I think Julie's struggling really hard right now. So I think when Felicity said, yeah, I'm concerned about Ben. More concerned about Ben. Yeah. I think that the, for me, that felt like it was a response to the conversation we missed. So you Um, think she's saying I'm more concerned about like Ben's, state of mind than Ben and Julie hanging out. That's what rather I think than, they're trying to say. And yeah, I think for rather that, than how I read it, which yeah. was, I'm more concerned about Ben than Julie. I think for my interpretation of it to make sense to everybody, they would have needed to show us, they need, they would have needed to back up the conversation that was happening between those women a few lines earlier, where I think it was about uh Julie knows all this stuff that Felicity didn't know. And Ben seems really comfortable. Well, not comfortable. Ben obviously has talked to Julie about what's going on. And Julie's inserting herself. That is not to be confused with Ben feeling comfortable with her doing that. Um, But since nobody else is there to see it, if Julie says I was hanging out with Ben all day. He's just having like mini explosions. Yeah. So I think. She's there. My understanding, when it reads less cold from Felicity, if you if you look at it this way, but it's like yeah. instead of Felicity being jealous about, I, I think in Elena's point of view, it's like, oh, okay, this could be weird for Felicity that Julie and Ben are having this bond. Here's what's going on for Julie, and Felicity's like, yeah, 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 but my bigger th- my bigger thing here is Ben. Like, it's not about their bond. Like it, yeah. that's how I looked at it. But I can appreciate that if you don't imagine all that stuff that I just imagined. Um, <laughs> you don't apologize away. Um, yeah. Being super cold. Uh, yeah. This feels no, like a scene that. that has like deleted parts. Yeah. I mean, if it tied back to the earlier stuff, I could see that. Um, I mean, I can definitely see it. It's just the way it's actually done. Yeah. It, it felt pretty, Cold. cold but then again julie's being a major bitch so julie i mean really julie's being an untenable roommate with all of them 
you know, like that's a very nice way to say it. She's this is this is hard. You know, it's like if you've got somebody, I don't know, this isn't workable long term. Like something has to shift here. Um, And it will. (laughs) Yeah, But something really does have to shift. And so but we're going to keep moving into this chaotic part of this episode where, okay, we're going to get Sean and Megan. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain this part to me. They're just having a fight about his nose. They're just right. But what Megan says is, it was a compliment. Yeah. What? She how? Because she considers it. She's thinking about the fact that she had a nose job that she was Kyle, uh-huh. which we don't know yet, and she's thinking that she's like it was a good move on her part. She's proud that she did it. She's 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 proud of the choice. And so this idea that Sean would be willing to do this and it would be something that she'd also be proud of him for, like he's willing to do this is something that, that she's complimenting him on. Look, if you're trying to make sense (laughs) of their points of view, this is a fight about his nose. Okay. Okay. Fish. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) So now we're just going to get a little bit of that. We're going to come back to them in a minute. Natalie's going to show up. She wants to have a chat with Noel. She's going to try to woo him. Mm. This is Natalie's version of wooing. And Natalie is beautiful. So she's never had to woo before. She's never had to do that. Felicity's like, all right, I know where I'm not needed. I'm going to go get ice cream. So (laughs) Natalie and Noel are going to have a chat. And Natalie's like, I looked at your four-year plan. And you were a geek, but I want to lean in. I got you this gift. She bought him a ram, <laughs> yep. which feels like a thing you don't buy for people. I, I mean, if, yeah, if it's you're the kind of person who puts together computers, it's a thing. Oh, if, but if you are a person who puts together computers, you probably have something very specific you're looking for. And she probably gave you like, oh, I'll just get this one. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing that he has absolutely no use for the thing that she's got in him, but that it's the gesture. It's the thought that yeah. counts. It's the fact that she knows what Ram, well, maybe she doesn't know what Ram she is. Because she called it a Ram. Yes. Um, <laughs> so She has no idea what's going on, but she's saying like, I'm opening my mind to your world, this plan that you're trying to get back to. It might be a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's fighting for her marriage. Yeah. And she will continue to do so. Yeah. So now, okay, we're just getting that little piece. And now Felicity is on her way to get some ice cream, but she doesn't get that far because when she gets to the elevator, Ben comes out of it. Mm. And he does indeed apologize to her. He, I'm sorry for walking away and taking it out on you. And I shouldn't have done I'm that. I'm sorry for running away and hurting you and doing all the things that I did before and my father's doing to me. And Felicity's like, it's cool. No problem. Hey, man, let's hug it out. She says on, she Felicity. hates seeing him so upset. Um, <sighs> which, yeah. Makes sense. Notice the red flags, Felicity. Yeah. Take a step back. Give the man his space. Just like have some sense of self-preservation. Well, yeah, yeah. Um. So now we're gonna get back into the heated conversation between Sean and Megan. 
say you love my nose. <laughs> Look, it is the one perfect thing about him. That's it, it is the Blumberg nose. It's been around for centuries. That is right. Megan says, just because it's old doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Fantastic. I love Shots them. Shots fired at the, the Blumberg nose tradition. Ugh. Um. Then we're going to get back over to Natalie and Noel, which is not at the same level of anger or yelling, but is, you know, <laughs> Natalie thought for sure, if I just give him a ram, it'll all be fine. And Noel comes away with like, yeah, I appreciate it and all, but we can't stay married. Yeah, it was fun. But it's fall now. It's fall now. <laughs> yeah. What I want. And I did just have home. that snifter of Kanye. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Natalie is not happy. She's geez. not happy. She's going to get up and leave. Mm-hmm. And Sean is also not happy. So Natalie's leaving and Sean's leaving, I and guess. I, and I, I wrote... Uh, Sean and Megan blazing argument Sean leaves yeah uh it the energy is just it's significant yeah and Natalie. as they're leaving okay so we've got three couples here right mm-hmm. we've got a couple arguing about a nose yes we have a married couple arguing about their marriage mm-hmm. and then you've got a couple that you know where the guy has been let's say a little less than stable uh mm-hmm. yelling at her breaking people's noses etc cetera, etc cetera. and we've got two of the couples just like separating and people going different ways and as they go by ben and felicity are just like in their own world kissing being like what what's happening i'm we're kissing yeah yeah because they're they're kissing sean and natalie past them to get to the elevator because they're still standing right by the elevator this is where it gets really interesting in terms of the choreography of this scene because felicity and ben are standing not directly in front of the elevator but very close so sean and natalie go in julie comes out Mm -hmm. it's just so much so much yes. movement and energy and uh, emotion just in this space. It's it's kind of stunning, actually. Yeah. So Ju- Julie comes out of the elevator. She's clearly on a mission to talk to Ben. Yeah. She see. Fortunately, he's standing right in front it's of right the elevator. There. <laughs> right there. And he's recently stopped kissing Felicity, so he can <laughs> look at her to speak. Yeah. And so Julie sees him, stops, and goes to have this conversation. She's like, Ben, let's talk alone. And Ben says, no, we can talk with Felicity here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good on him for that. Yeah, I think that was an important gesture, regardless of whether Felicity felt threatened by that or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so now the three of them are in this conversation but it's mostly supposed to be between Julie and Ben here. Julie jumps in. Well, 
Julie thinks it's supposed Julie, to be Julian. Julie thinks it's supposed <laughs> to be. She wanted to talk to Ben. She has information to relay about what she's doing, which is significant. Yes. She says, Ben, your dad is at St. Vincent's Hospital. He has alcohol poisoning. He's like, and you know this how? She says, well, I filed a missing persons report. Yeah. Which your mom could have done. Mm-hmm. Ben rolls around to the point of like, this isn't your business. Yep. Not your business. Yeah. Julie is getting at the idea that, look, you're going to regret doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Except Felicity is going to try to interject a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And Julie is just going to like slap her down. She's like, <laughs> she just like keeps like shutting her up. <laughs> it's more than that. She's just like, I'm not talking to you, Felicity. Yeah. Like she's, she is manic. In a way, it feels like Julie brought in this energy to this part of this. I, I don't love the delivery, her delivery for this whole scene. But I do like this part of it where it feels as if she thinks it's life or death for Ben not to replay her mistake or what she perceives to be her mistake. These situations don't line up one-to-one. They don't, they are not an exact match. But if she's thinking, I could have done this thing for my dad, I didn't, he died. I have to prevent Ben from making that same mistake Uh, on pain of death. Like that is the, um, the energy that for me, it feels like she brings into this conversation. So when Felicity's jumping in and just trying to be like, what happened with your dad is different, which it is. Julie's like, stop it. I'm not talking to you. You don't know what you're talking about. Stop it. Like, she's like, I have to communicate. It's like, um, if you've ever seen a, a movie or a show where one character is time traveling and they have to explain to everybody who's not time traveling in the scene, like, no, I'm from the future. You understand? I like, I know, like, I have to tell you this thing. It's really important. And they're like, what? I feel like Julie is that person here. Yeah. I mean, I think that that fits with the way that I was thinking about I mean the way that I think about it is she's manic she's kind of lost it she's you know I don't know that she has a you know Julie's always reacted emotionally to things Mm -hmm. and she's in a panic and it's like she needs to get this information out why exactly she has to get this information out immediately I don't know that she's reasoned through Mm -hmm. but she she both like isn't interested in Felicity and needs her to stop. But also there's an edge to it where it's like, this is my immense thing. Like that desperation she has to connect with him is right here. It's in front of her. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, she's also getting to this, this boiling point where she's just like, I have to explain it or these people, you know, are not going to get it. Like she says, you'll hate yourself if you don't do this. Yeah. Before she ever explains why. Yeah. At the point when Felicity says, what happened with your dad is different. 
but Felicity doesn't know what happened with her dad. And so this pushes Julie over that edge where it just explodes out of Julie's mouth, what she's been holding in all this time. She says, the hospital said I was a match. I could have saved my father's life. And I said, no. And that's why he died. That's why my dad died. Yep. And I think seeing Julie be more of a live wire than Ben was in that moment probably gives Ben some pause. Uh, it, it like quiets the noise a little bit for him, I think, in that moment. Yeah, I think it, once she says that, I think it it kind of takes the energy out of everyone, mm-hmm. including herself. Yeah. I think that, um, so unfortunately, when she says those very important lines, I don't, I've never loved the delivery of it. Um, yeah. Because it always, it, it looks a little bit to me like she's smiling, but she's not. It's just, I don't know if it was the way her face was lit or I don't know. She's not smiling, but it looks a little bit like that's the expression her face is about to mold into. And it never matched up for me. For me, so. it it feels like, like when she says to Felicity, like, I'm not talking to you. And she has that anger and that, you know, and, and the desperation when she walks in and she's like, I need to talk to you, Ben. That is not matched with her energy when she says, I was a match for my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, this is such a, like, a, a shock, a surprise. Like, this is not what I thought was happening. And there, but there's no, there's no emotional connection with the words that she's saying. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I feel about it. It was almost Almost a little like shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I kind of wish this is so, so important. Like I kind of wish I could see it like done a little differently. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder, they must've done this a whole bunch of different times, a whole bunch of different ways. And I wish yeah. I could see some of the, takes that they left on the cutting room floor because this was a main character leaves the show and this is why yeah you know like this is big and it's in addition to that uh it's supposed to have an impact on ben yep and it will um it will have an impact on felicity so it needs to work. Yeah. And Ben and Felicity put names to it. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben says she looked so guilty and Felicity says, and she looked so afraid. And, and I didn't get either that. of those. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, maybe I could see guilt. I didn't see fear. Um, uh, they say that by the way, at, in the next scene where Ben and Felicity are now at the hospital at St. Vincent's hospital. So obviously this had enough of an impact where it was like, all right, let's go and see my dad. Yeah. I mean, this this changes 
like, you know, I mean, I guess Ben's already in a place where he's like kissing Felicity. So he's not like super charged up at that moment. And then on top of that, to see, I guess, what he felt was this sort of highly emotional and kind of life altering statement i mean i felt much more when julie said like you'll hate yourself Mm -hmm. for this i kind of felt like that would have more been the moment (laughs) i don't know i think it depends because if ben's thinking i'll hate myself for doing it like you don't know what i'll hate himself for that is absolutely your interpretation of the situation but for her to say this is what happened to me i think Right, that, that allows him to put a different context behind it. Right. But she says, you'll hate yourself before she says I was a match. So what she's really saying is I hate myself. Yeah. Yeah. For this. And so he's and now, so, you're saying he's like right. recontextualizing that statement. And he says, and he's like, she's not, she looks so guilty. And then he says, if I didn't do anything, I might feel that way. And he yeah. says might, but he's like, it's not worth not I think that if you know for sure that you won't feel that way you know it if you might then you might you know so like if he's saying I might feel that way then he knows himself enough to know that that's a possibility I think it could just as easily be side of caution (laughs) yeah well yeah I think I, I can absolutely see where he'd be like what I would hate is if I did this again you know, like if, if that's how he feels and he knows it for sure, then that doesn't really apply. But in the world where he sees her and he's like, I actually think that could be what I look like and how I feel, yeah. then it is a cautionary tale for him. And he needs to, he needs to look at that and it, he's willing to take a harder look at that and take an action. Yeah. I kind but, of feel like this is, this is in part what closure means, right? It's like, if you're asked, um, like, did I need closure? Do Mm -hmm. I feel like I need closure? Mm -hmm. Julie is never going to get that. Never. Like, with her father at least maybe in like therapy in the future and with herself and she can forgive herself but like had she i don't know been able to perhaps be honest with her family like i don't know what happened there but i feel like there was some something left over to be said or done Hmm. and and ben with his dad is feeling like there is something left over to be said or done with this guy in the hospital. And what you said, I think is absolutely true, which is like, if you know, you know, like if Ben knew that he didn't need closure with his dad, everything has been said, everything has been done that needs to be done or said with this person, he didn't need to show up, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. And he wasn't sure. So there, there is something to that, I think. Mm-hmm. So Ben's going to go in to see his dad. Uh, he, um, he has Felicity to stay where she is, and he's going to see her, his dad alone. But then he asks the nurse, 
does my dad know I'm here? And she says, no. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get very sad piano music. I wrote the same thing down. I was like, it's so sad. It's sad, but sad, dramatic piano music. It was um, complex music, I thought. Hmm, that's nice. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just sad. Doo, doo, doo. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. Um <laughs> anyway, sad piano music. Ben goes to sit by his dad. Dad his dad sees him and looks away. Yeah. There's so much shame and pain in his face and frankly, I don't know what's going to happen with his dad, but in that moment I feel like he just wanted to die. Mm -hmm. And it's the same lie probably that he's been telling himself that Ben was telling himself, which is Ben was saying, Oh, like, this is none of Felicity's business. Like I, you know, I'm the one, I'm the only one hurting here. Mm -hmm. And, and Ben's dad has to like lay there with his son crying and like confronting the fact and, that and like, holding his hand. Yeah. And confronting the fact that it's not just himself that he's hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they just leave us with that image, that moment, you know, it's like, there's no, there's no dialogue in it. It's just, it's just, I don't know the exchange of idea. Yeah. with that one and we're gonna get we're gonna go from all that really serious stuff we're gonna show up back at the loft where sean is blending aggressively <laughs> megan comes in and wants to have a conversation sean's like i'm blending that's right this could be the new smoothies you don't know after the last two scenes or the last three scenes, really, because you got Julie's reveal, you've got Felicity and Ben talking about Julie's reveal, and then we've got Ben and his dad in the hospital. To then go to, I'm blending. <laughs> yeah. Felt like exactly the right disruptive change of pace if they were yep. going to bring us into this new scene. Yeah. Uh, Megan is like, enough's enough already. She hands him a picture. I love that all the pictures are like these old polaroids mm-hmm. sean says what am i looking at here <laughs> and he then doesn't he looks, know this person he looks a little closer it's megan with a different nose yeah the All original is someone with a very large nose yeah in profile and she, he's like wait a minute you had a nose job she's like yeah he's like yeah. you were caught he's like there was no kyle <laughs> there was I had a nose job. He's like, okay. it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like you. Well, I wasn't always the put together woman you see now. She's like, He's like I, I was insecure when I was young and also now. And so were you, everyone's insecure. You we're all insecure. So she, he eventually works around to her way of apologizing, which is like, she's, she's like, I, I'm just, you know, he's like, you're sorry. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's yet actually said she was sorry. No, but I think it's good. It's good for their it's health funny. and development of their relationship that he can put a sorry in where he knows it is meant without <laughs> yes. it being said. Um, and then she says, I like your nose. I no, love your nose. Let's drop your nose. It. 
She loves his news. Yeah, but she wants to stop talking about it now. She does. Um, and I thought this was very sweet of him. And he just looks at her and he says, you are like so beautiful and you were so beautiful then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the right. That's the right thing to say. Sean. Yes. <laughs> Nicely done. Correct, like, Sean. Very good. Clarify that both times. Yes. Beautiful. Um, um okay. I also just want to say I am loving her new hair with like the little streaks in it. Okay. I do. I am loving that. And the different colors. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm enjoy. enjoy. All right. We're gonna get Natalie and Noel with the judge once more. Yep. Um yep. so <laughs> Noel's like, okay, judge, this time for sure, no burning. <laughs> judge is like, um, <laughs> what yeah he was like and last okay mm-hmm. so Noel says look i believe this marriage started under false pretenses you he see natalie lured yeah 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 and you see lured. natalie has this uncle frederick who has this inheritance if she's married Josh says, oh, is this true like, yeah okay well that would be an excellent reason for an annulment Natalie says, but <laughs> I'm not keeping the money. And they're both like, Arr? she's like, I'm donating the money. Mm-hmm. I'm rejecting the money based on my love. Mm-hmm. And Noel's just so confused now. And she's like, this is my son. This is, this is my statement. <laughs> and then she, she heads out and Noel's like, oh my gosh, I, judge will come back when we have our situation the judge is like you're gonna no. find a different judge is what you're yeah. going to do yeah don't I'm come out. back here don't do not come back here yeah if i'm in another episode of the show felicity something went horribly wrong um yeah so so noel noel's gonna go back to their apartment and he's gonna call her bluff yeah. he's gonna be like fine you want to stay married? Let's stay married and don't take the money. She's like, what do you think about that? She's like, it's not a bluff. No, let's do it. And he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. That was. <laughs> that was not that was what I. And then she that. harkens back to the fa- our favorite theory that we got last time, last episode, where she's like, look, I mean, I've, I, honestly, like money just works itself out. It's not something yeah. I'm worried about. And unfortunately she did articulate that she did last episode it was a theory that was you know there's relativity and there then there's that one one. and this is the one she's bringing up and can i just point out she's a mac person oh she was she was just using an orange macbook right there see they're compatible anyway so (laughs) noel downshifts here yeah. And he's like, all right, okay. New direction, new direction. I see what's happening here. Recalculating, Look, recalculating. I appreciate you, Natalie, but if this is really about us, if this is really about our love, the only way our relationship can be healthy and strong is if we get this marriage annulled and start over. Natalie's like, well, all right, you've convinced me. We'll... We'll start over. Any any final questions you have, Noel? 
I missed that part. What did he say? Oh. <laughs> Nola, Nola's like, yeah, that, that thing you said about being the best lover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you ever had. Um, is, that, is that really true? Put everybody else to shame. So the reason why I didn't write that down is that I was in the middle of trying. There was this song playing in the background that was horrible. Horrible. And I was listening to it and it reminded me of the conversation we had with Mandy Foreman where she was like, sometimes these songs, they just like, song in a whispery oh, voice. Yeah. Like, like they, they just say nothing about nothing. Um, <laughs> there was this song that was playing in the background. It was like this, I don't even want to call it R&B. It doesn't deserve to be called that. It wasn't smooth jazz. It wasn't, I don't know what it was. I don't Elevator know what this music? Maybe it was elevating me. There, the line that I was hearing at this point was, gotta take a chance on love. And I was oh, like, gosh. oh my God, stop it. That's right. I remember <laughs> that was rough. And it was like, also not appropriate for the scene. Gotta take a chance on love. Apparently. That's not what's happening start here. from scratch. We, this is, Allie Landry is credited for zero more episodes of the show Felicity. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> Not a spoiler-free <laughs> podcast. So, like, I mean, where they land with this is that they are going to break up with the potential for the future. But I do have to say, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if that happens because, uh, so I, I think what ends up happening here is that we just, like, don't see Allie Landry anymore. And I think that they stay married on paper because at a point in the future, Noel will get a check oh so but he said they they agreed on the annulment correct here but we're not going to see it play out i don't Um, know that it happens um he's gonna get a check i think in season four for a hundred grand yeah okay well they just sort of leave these loose ends not so tied up. Um, huh. But gotta take a chance of love. Uh, that was uh, rough. My God. Um, now, I will say in the next scene, I wrote down the music is perfect. Yes, I, I don't agree. remember what the music was, but I really liked it whatever it was it was perfect julie music it was good it it was it was it was beautiful very well done i like a lot of the songs they chose in this episode just not that one that one (laughs) i don't even remember how it was sung i can't i just wrote down the lyric (laughs) because i was just like what is happening right now why is this so lame anyway so we are now going to get uh, a Ben and Felicity scene. They're walking, probably walking away from the hospital. Um, I don't think time has necessarily passed since then. So, well, I mean, it says his dad's flying home tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Ben's relieved. His mom's relieved. And they get back to Felicity's place. And as they're walking in, they walk past Julie's room. Yep. And there's nothing in it except a tape on the bed. Well, and the the camera. She didn't steal the camera. No, she, she okay, yes. <laughs> so she's clear, like, there's no sheets on the bed. She's cleared everything out. And Felicity's yep. like, and they both just stop. They're like, wait, what? 
Molly is happens to be there. She's like, yeah, I thought you knew Julie was leaving. What a weird. I know. This, this is I know. Weird. What is up with Molly? Yeah. I don't like you. Go away. Yeah. All right. Um, so now we're going to get most of the gang together watching this tape. They're going to be all positioned on a couch, watching the TV, watching Julie's final words. Now I have. All right. So we've all watched this at this point. Hopefully, you know, you know, it's not a spoiler for your podcast. You've watched it. I would be interested in, in seeing like you watch it again, maybe because to me, this sounds like not so much a goodbye, as like a suicide tape um it's a goodbye i I know but it it just the way she does it in like going from person to person and stuff i don't know it just felt very i don't know um okay i mean i can't stop you from having that interpretation i noticed Something about fashion in this scene. Fish. Oh my goodness. Did she just flat out have stains all over her shirt? Yes. I don't know what was up with that. This feels like a choice. First of all, I've never noticed this before, but when <laughs> I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And it totally took me out of the scene. There weren't consistent stains on the shirt. It didn't. Appear no, it wasn't a pattern. a pattern. No, it was on her left arm and one boob. Yes. Correct. That's it. Yeah. There were like three major stain areas. And it was like grape juice-esque or something, right? It was like, (laughs) it would have been wise to have switched shirts if she had spilled something. Why didn't they? I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just the shirt Julie chose. Because as I've said, she has the worst fashion in the entire show all i'm going to say is i'm never going to be able to see the scene again without seeing that um well, I, I apologize saw, I saw it to the everybody. first time um and i think i would see it every time since then um yeah, it's unfortunate so the people yeah. watching this tape are ben and felicity sean and megan elena and noel yeah also where is tracy right i Tracy should have been there, but they obviously didn't pay Donald Faison <laughs> to be in this episode. So they had the people that they had on the roster <laughs> there in this scene. Molly wasn't even there, which is weird. Well, um, I don't think it's that weird if Julie's not saying goodbye to her. But like, why wouldn't Julie say goodbye to Tracy? Why wouldn't everybody be like, hey, this is going to impact every single other person in this apartment greatly. If you're Molly in this situation, maybe just as awkward no. as it is, be, Mm-mm. you no. don't think so? If I was Molly, there's no way I'd be in that room. I would be, I, I would be like, this is not my, like if people want to tell me about this, People want to invite me, like, I'll think about it, but like, I'm going in my room, I'm plugging in my headphones, this has nothing to do with How it. How does she even know what it, like, it, it's not like the tape had instructions on it. Please assemble no, the following but, like, people. It's, uh, she doesn't know Julie. 
she's been together for what and she's like julie left and she's got a tape on her bed i'd be like i don't know what happened here but clearly like ben's breaking people's noses like julie's running around like a crazy person and no matter what molly did or didn't do here this is awkward this is going to be real weird in this apartment for some amount of time right now i can't imagine there's going to be an energy that i don't even know um but i mean also if i was molly and julie had nicer room i probably would have been like so dibs well you'll see how things get repositioned uh maybe in the next episode well yeah because felicity decides to move back in right i think felicity ends up taking that room we have to we're gonna have to look at how they partition the um we're gonna have to look at how they do it i feel like at some point i see a curtain that that divides the place but we're gonna have to take a closer look at how they separate the the rooms to make sure everybody can actually stay there um i think it shouldn't be a problem right because it's not like if julie had stayed then they wouldn't have had space right um so okay i'm pretty sure felicity takes that room but we'll just have to see um so julie on her tape unfortunately the you know they can't have the camera for the whole week we found out earlier in the episode so she's taking advantage of that julie in her stained shirt leaves a message for everybody she says i'm leaving she says i'm sorry for being difficult she's been going through some things that you guys don't know about but they do now um you know you you figure that Felicity and Ben would have told the group, you know, especially in the context of having this tape, like, okay, here's what she revealed to us. So Elena says, oh, she says to Elena, I know you were trying to be a good friend. You know, sorry, I was shutting you out. And sleeping with the guy you were trying to cheat on your boyfriend with? Well, shouldn't say that, but yeah. Um, If Julie's gone, how do we get to know Finn? I assumed we were going to get to know Finn in this episode because he'd be around with Julie. Okay. You can save that for later. No, I'll save that for later. Um, Noel, I'm glad your life is back on track or getting back on track. That's pretty much all she has to say. <laughs> she, she, she's ha- you know, she hopes he's happy or she's happy for him. I just wrote down happy. Yeah. She says to Sean, uh, I mean, the main thing to him is like, thanks for giving me a home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Subsidized. You, you deserve the best. And she says, Megan, be nice to him. He deserves it. Yeah. She's um, going to miss Sean. And she's glad that he found Megan. Mm-hmm. With Ben, uh, just a few points here. She, she didn't mean to meddle. Um you know, sorry, but thank you for everything. You know, I always, I always felt like I had this real connection with you sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like I've known you forever, which really feels like maybe he should have been the last person, but okay. No. Well, it is the show Felicity after all. So we're going to end on Felicity. She says, yeah, I'm sorry. We fought so sorry, but I know that we're better friends than that. But are they? Are they? Well, the jury's really <laughs> out on that. I, gosh, 
our listeners have really opened up my eyes. Um, so, well, and the judge from the depths episode. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and the thing is, as as the tape is going on, we're going to get more and more extended shots of Felicity's face, and she's just. Um, of all of them, she seems to be the most affected. She's welling up with tears, but she's sort of, it's its not overly emotive, but you can see how deeply this is impacting her. And yeah, Ben doesn't seem that emotive. Yeah. Felicity is just, I think the choice to well up with tears, but not be crying yeah. is an interesting one. Cause like Felicity is sort of shocked at what's happening here. Um, I think the combination of just the explosive reveal that Julie had and then this. And I think, you know, she's been so focused on Ben's pain mm-hmm. that it's like, oh my God, this was a this was a throbbing wound right in front of me in the same apartment. You know, like Julie was in pain too, so much, so much. Um so what you're not Florence Nightingale, Felicity. You don't like you don't and can't take care of everyone. Yeah. Did you not learn this from Dr. Pavone about your parents? Yeah. And Julie's, you know, her friends leaving. And so Julie closes, you know, she's saying, like, I made such a mess. You know, I, I came here to meet my birth parents, and boy, did that all get screwed up. <laughs> and New York just isn't the right place for me right now. Don't know where it is. Yeah, I do hope at some point we find out like where she went. Like they if they don't even bother to say like I don't know where I'm going. I'm just packing all my crap up and I have no idea where I'm going. Lazy writers. We get a phone call from Julie where we don't hear, hear Julie. Okay. So we at least know eventually where she ends up. Um do we Maine. actually find out where she lands? I don't know. I think we just get a call where somebody is on the other end of the phone and is like, I'm okay. Uh, but so we'll have we to see. She's not dead. Well, we know that she's not dead. Um, and then she says, this isn't goodbye forever, but it's goodbye for now. So exit yeah. main character. And she says that she wants to learn more about herself. I think she probably learned quite a bit about herself. I didn't love what she's gotten, the yeah. information she's gotten so far. I I can't help but wonder. So I wish, I think the point of this is that we're not, we're not going to get these answers. She doesn't have these answers. But I do wonder, had we seen anything about what was happening for her over the summer, I do wonder what her process was for coming to the decision to lie. Yeah, well, not just that, but coming to the decision not to help her dad. Like, I feel like they missed out on what I would be really interested in mm-hmm. about Julie. I mean, Me this too. is a really interesting, horrible, it's really, really interesting, interesting choice, like dilemma, like whatever you want to call it. And they just. Because this isn't like, 
what was it last episode where Finn's approaching Elena and Julia at the elevator and says to Elena, do you have a boyfriend? And she says, no. And she's like, (gasps) and then she has to live that out. Right. Like, let's say in a moment, Julie made a decision to lie. Like, let's just say her gut was like, I'm not a match. Yeah. It's not as if in the next 10 seconds, her dad was struck by lightning and like she had to live with that with him being with that family for months. Maybe we don't even know. She could have never seen them. She could have just like emailed Carol and said, I'm not a match and never met them. I don't know. She, I mean, she made it sound. Yeah. We haven't seen the timeline, but she made it sound like in that time, she spent a lot of time with the family and got to know him before he died. She so said that, but she also said she wasn't a match. Like yeah. the whole thing could have been a lie. She could have just waited to find out and then just never met them, never saw them. That's true. So I don't know. But regardless, when she when she got tested and found she wasn't the match some amount of time elapsed between then when her dad actually passed away. Maybe it was days, maybe it was weeks, maybe it was a month or more. I don't know. I mean, it was over the summer, right? So it can't be more than three, four months. Probably wasn't the full duration of that. Yeah. I mean, the I, I would think the most likely scenario for the way she's reacting now is that she did not see them or meet them, but potentially went to the funeral Mm -hmm. and then was like, now I hate myself and like saw the family because I feel like if she saw the family every day and continued to make this decision every day, then she would have come to the, like, I'll hate myself moment a lot sooner and maybe would have made a different decision. But if she is, still so close to this and and having a completely different reaction now i don't know i i think it's an interesting interpretation i think every interpretation of this is interesting it would be fascinating to watch and i get the idea that this was something that played off screen and i and i get the idea that look they had this character exit in the third episode of the season so they obviously knew this was coming they were They planted the seed at the end of season two, probably with an exit in mind. I don't know. Um, So they were not going to get much runway to flesh this out. The point was get her off the screen, like to get her off the show. And, um, but what an interesting story. That they didn't tell. I know it's frustrating. Yeah. I wonder, listeners, what do you think happened? Like, what do you, have you ever given thought to what that summer looked like? And we certainly get the point that Julie's traumatized by her choice and feeling really guilty about her choice and doesn't know how to move forward and has to make some changes. But what do you think played out to get her there? Because Fisher interpretation, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, 
but I do ask myself, like she had to wake up every day for some amount of time, reconfirming her decision, (laughs) you know, like that's a lot, whether you're seeing them or not. I mean, but I think it's a whole lot harder if you are seeing him go downhill and you see the kids Mm -hmm. and you see Carol and you start bonding as a family and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, I do, I do just wonder, like, I don't feel like it was a, I'm going to get back at Carol. I don't think that's what it was. Um, but that could be right. Like I, I, is it a, I'm too scared to give up what I think might be an important organ. Maybe it's that. Is it like that's it either. I feel like it's a, and, and again, this only goes, I guess, with my interpretation of her not seeing them, but like, I don't really owe him this. Like he has no right to this. Mm Mm-hmm in the moment and then if she not in the moment but like with her not seeing them and then if she like sees them at the funeral she's like oh that was my dad perhaps i do owe this not just to him but to the kids yeah oh man well fascinating so i don't know would love to hear from people about what they think this this part is i it'd be interesting to read more interpretations and uh, we can write our own story for this yep. because it's and fiction. It's ripe for that. <laughs> like, it really there's is. so it's much meat good, on this bone. And I don't feel like this story. is a story that I've seen play out in other TV shows or, or movies that I can think of off the top of my head. So it's like totally untrodden territory. And the writers are like, meh, let's just not. Um, yeah. <laughs> I do feel like I've seen this with like a guy and his father mm -hmm. and he like really didn't like his dad or something. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. Um, And I'm just trying to remember what he actually did. I think he ended up doing it. Yeah. Hmm. I think it may have been on Grey's Anatomy. All you Grey's Anatomy fans, people. Try to... Try to remember this plot line. Did this happen? Did I make it up? Yeah. All you crazy anatomy fans, people. (laughs) I like that. All right. Fish. Yes. Let's talk about, let's talk about who is getting dinged the most here. You're the worst. Who's the worst? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is my segment, so I get to choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in this one, it's Ben. Okay. Ben, you're the worst. Sometimes life sucks, and it sucks for you right now. Your dad's off on a bender again, and that's not great. Your mom's calling you, worried relying on you to help a man that you in the moment want dead no judgment it's just not great but you know what else isn't great breaking sean's nose running away cutting yourself off from people who love you causing them physical and emotional pain sound like anyone else you know and i get it 
being angry and hurt and shoving those feelings down until you're so tense, you feel like you're going to explode. Well, it sucks. Sometimes life sucks, but you have to do better because you're scaring me. You're scaring Molly and you should be scaring Felicity and Julie. You need to run, go to the track. You need to hit something, find a heavy bag. And when you're done, find someone you can talk to because Ben, right now you are not fine. You're a threat and that makes you the worst. Okay. Ben, you're the worst. Yep. Well, there you have it, folks. And I think uh, for all of us Benicity or Fen fans, <laughs> I uh, I don't know that any of us can really disagree with Ben's got some problems here. Yeah. Rearing their ugly heads. And I can I can fully understand where you're coming from on that. He needs to find some people to talk to or some outlet. Yeah. Some outlet that does not involve either actually breaking someone's nose or looking like he is about to like lash out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what, fish? We get our favorite segment. That's Yay. right. Yeah. The thing we're even more excited about than the thing you just said. Yay! After you listen to this tape, you have to erase it. So there are some endings here we need to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about Leon. We're going to talk a little bit about Natalie. <laughs> and boy, I wish I had more feedback about Julie. I've got one comment that isn't appropriate, but I'm going to throw it in because we're saying goodbye to Julie and it feels like we need to do something about that. Um, <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah, I'm, hopefully we'll get more feedback from you all about Julie. Well, I don't know. I think people are kind of tired of it, but all right, we'll see. We'll see. We will pose that question. Uh, but first, okay, Leon, there's some stuff that, you know, we're done with Leon. So let's just sort of rehash what we thought of this Leon phase as a collective unit. Okay. Uh, on Leon, at Fool for Film says... Good for Noel. I love his Leon alter ego. So much confidence and great style. I would watch a Leon spinoff show. <laughs> um, all right. Mm -hmm. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Sure, sure. How about this? At Roswell Virtual Party. It was funny, but I didn't like the look for him. The hair and the beard wasn't my favorite look. Yeah. 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 This is going to be a running theme for many of our comments. At Felicity.fans says, I thought it was a hilarious break for our even tempered Noel. Didn't love the highlights, though. Glad <laughs> yes. he went back to being a computer geek. Yeah. I mean, look, I am, I stand by what I've said multiple times now. Have fun over the summer. Don't highlight your hair. Sure, sure. Well, at Queen Shalana 75, I think Noel was excellent for comedy. He was really funny with the Leon stuff. Yeah. Um, got two more on Leon himself. At Emmeline Bride, the absolute worst. <laughs> I hated the Leon phase and thought, 
when is it going to end? <laughs> you know, I appreciate people who come out and um, you say what they think. Good on you. Which is really making a claim for this because we got like an episode and a half of Liam. <laughs> so if you were like tapping out at the end of episode two, <laughs> I I just don't even, I, I don't have consolation for you here, Emmeline Bride. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess I should have done a you're the worst on Leon if, if some people had felt that way. But the thing is, I didn't feel like he was the worst. Yeah. Well... Neither did at Colleen.Tenvis. Oh. Scott Foley with a beard is delicious. I oh. think Leon was fun and probably served a purpose for him. I'm glad it wasn't permanent, though. Yeah. Okay. You know what probably was permanent? The Knoll tattoo that the Doritos girl has on her arm for, yeah, like, the true. rest of her life. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't usually like facial hair. I didn't mind like two episodes of of Noel with facial hair. Yeah. My biggest problem was streaking his hair. That's not that's not a thing. That should not happen ever. Yeah. All right. We have a couple comments on Natalie. Uh, well, at Fool for Film wanted to add in, you know, this storyline made me laugh so much. Knowles Leon era and just like those two, the emojis with the sunglass smiley faces. Um, <laughs> no, they're heart smiley faces. That's what those are. Um, so that's that. At Insta.Mickey says, I like her. I thought she was all Noel needed. Some time away from being the good guy all the time. Some time for the college fun experience. Yeah. It was fun up until the whole, like, she really wanted to stay married. Yeah. She kind of clung a little harder to that than you might think she would. Um, yeah. But then knowing what I just said about where the future is for this, I don't know. About, like, maybe she kind of wins that argument. So, meh. Hard yeah. to say. Um, I've, we've got one more to cap this off for Natalie from at Disneyland. Now I want Doritos. <laughs> Yeah, we should all have Doritos. Yeah. So I thought that was a fun one to end on. Thank you, at Nizzenland, for making us laugh with that. Um, Golf yeah, Golf that was awesome. All right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Julie, 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 what Julie comments do we have? Um, unfortunately, this is the one <laughs> that I still I mean, not. Weren't most of them like, I hate Julie? That's basically what this one is. Uh, <laughs> oh, doesn't feel like a good postmortem. So I'm going to put a request out. Tell us what you think. Let's just give me some Julie comments. <laughs> like, like, give us some language, some things about Julie. Maybe not all like we hate her. What do we want to say to this main character now that she's departed our screens? So Look, at, it can be, I hate her. Just give us some context. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But we'll see if this does it. At MEM underscore 0026. Oh boy. Um, also... Can I just add yuck about Julie ever dating Ben? Ben, after they <laughs> broke up and knowing Ben and Felicity were together, then broke up, proceeded to live with him again. I felt like Julie never got over him and she wasn't a great friend to do that to Felicity. Julie knew Felicity was in love with him yet. 
Uh, I don't think that they ever had the pure time it takes to develop a true friendship anyway, so maybe it doesn't matter. And as it's been discussed already, we know the writers didn't give much of a good storyline for Julie throughout her time on this show. And that right now is our final words on Julie Emmerich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, look, she apologized. um, Sort of kind of in a I feel like I've known Ben my whole life kind of way um but look here she's gone so you know that's the thing uh and let's just let's continue to remember Julie and Amy Jo Johnson as the one person on this show who ate the food right Right. Thank you, Fish. Yeah. That has brought me so much joy from season <laughs> one on. Every time somebody else just sort of held up a piece of food and yeah. put it near their mouth and then took it away again without eating it, Julie yeah. always ate the food. Yep. Yep. I that mean, look, there's if you don't have anything nice to say, compliment their eating. That's it. I, yeah. So look, there might be more things to say about Julie or maybe you're all tired of Julie. Could be. So if you do have anything you want to share, we'd love to hear it. Uh, And in fact, I feel like this is a good time to tell you how you can let us hear it. So send us your feedback at themelissafish at gmail.com. It's Melissa with one L two S's, the Melissa fish at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation with lots of cool people who love this show at Felicity podcast on Instagram. And then if you want to know when we drop new episodes of the podcast, how can you find out about that? Well, let me tell you, you can sign up for our newsletter when we, we drop a newsletter every time we drop a new podcast episode. You can sign up for that. If you go to the show notes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you'll see a link in there so that you can do that sign up and while you're there don't just walk away tell (laughs) us what you think rate and review this episode if you can because that helps other felicity fans discover a long-form felicity content like this and they could be part of this community and become friends with you who knows so that would be fun now fish we need to rate this episode yeah This is not something I'm looking forward to. Do you want to get it out of the way or defer it to me first? I think I will defer. Okay. I am rating this episode in the unit of Bubbles Bubbles and Squeaks. squeaks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I knew that was coming. That's it. (laughs) This is going to be 7.3 out of 10 Bubbles and Squeaks. Now, here's the thing. There are some things that happen in this episode that are incredibly memorable, really memorable moments that, you know, I think if you think about a whole show long after you're done watching it, when you remember stuff strikingly from certain scenes, I think that means it made a real impression. So like, I remember Julie leaving. I, I remember the fight she had with Ben and Felicity in front of that elevator. I remember these things so solidly. Um, I, 
there's just some stuff that happens here that has this really like striking impression. And so I think that's an accomplishment. It just doesn't fade away into oblivion. And I think there are some episodes of the show that do. So I, I appreciate that they took big swings here and I wanted to credit it for that. But at the same time, I felt like this episode was very forced. I felt like everything every everything was is like okay we need this to happen and so we will put this and this and this and I think there was a lot of construction that came out of necessity and isn't necessarily stuff that feels like it was how it would play out in life or organic so from a story sense like yeah it all happened and needed to to get there but is this, I don't know, is this all something that feels real? I don't know that everything does to me. Um, so that's where, I don't know, something just feels a little off about this episode, but I don't want to, I, I want it to feel like it's earned a little bit more because of the impact and the, and the memories that it created for me. So 7.3 out of 10. Bubbles and squeaks. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, so the last episode, I gave a six out of 10. You did. In large part because I don't think they dealt responsibly with the idea of like just alcoholism in general. This mm-hmm. one, I think, was fine on that front. Um, The, the bigger problem that I had with this one, surprisingly, I think compared to you, is that I, I really didn't care about most of it. I was pretty bored about everything that happened here. Oh, no. Um, the only thing that I found, I guess, engaging was Ben just being, like, about to punch everybody. Um, There were some cute moments with the monkeys on the escalator. There was a cute moment with, you know, Sean and his nose. Um, I didn't really care about what was happening with Julie now. Uh, The the big reveal didn't feel like a big reveal Mm -hmm. because it just, I don't know, it wasn't done like a big reveal and and I it, like that would that would have been the most interesting part is to like delve into that and we miss all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole back and forth with like Noel and Natalie and like is she in love? Is she not? And then hearing that like we never see from her, like never see her again, and Noel gets a check. Like I don't know. But you, was- having said that though, you would not know that in this episode if i hadn't said it so i don't know if it's fair to factor that future piece in um hey why don't you tell me something i know yeah that's true (laughs) so i go off of how i feel it in any given moment but even even if i didn't know that like the idea of they keep going back to the freaking judge and she like doesn't tell noel 
oh, I'm going to give up the inheritance and I want to say it here. So it's like on the, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Um, plus I just hate Molly. I don't know why I just do. And I don't know. Um, I did, I did like this, you know, when Julie, like initially, like, as you said, when she initially walked up to Ben and Felicity and like, was like, I need to talk to Ben alone, like until the big reveal, I thought she was, she was good at that. I did not like any of her goodbye stuff. Um, so really, I don't think there was much here for me to, to like, so I'm going to give it a four out of 10. Big spread for us there. Yeah. It's not our biggest. No, we'll probably never achieve the biggest (laughs) spread ever again, but uh, yeah, there you have it folks. Uh, Four out of 10 gloves for fish, 7.3 out of 10 bubbles and squeaks for me. Uh, I insist on always saying it in the most smiley way I possibly can. Uh, So that's what we thought. Now the next episode fish, the title is Greeks and geeks. What do you think is going to happen in that episode? Well, um, I assume it has something to do with rush. I can't imagine they're juniors. So when, Noel's a senior, so why would they be rushing? Um, but it's got to have something to do with, like, you know, the Greek system. And then I don't know about the geeks part. I mean, Noel's a geek. We have said this. Natalie has said this. Um, I mean, if it were another show and there was, like, no setup, I would have said it was about, like, rushing the Greek system and like having to do their homework or something like that. But I don't see how that fits into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just hope Tracy's back. Tracy will be back. Lovely. Um, So I'm assuming it has something to do with the Greek system. I'm not assuming it has anything to do with like, I don't know, Greek people coming over from Greece and their culture. Okay. It, it, it could. It I appreciate your, your. Yeah. We could, we could get a whole episode on Masaka. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I appreciate your interpretation and you will, you will find out soon enough. All right. You really will. Sounds good. But is there anything else we needed to say about this one? Nope. I have no final words. Do you have final words? I don't. I think that's. Uh, I just want to hear what everybody thinks Julia Summer was like. Yeah. I know we've said it. It's not. Fi- it, it, I don't know. It's final words. It's the last thing I'm saying, but <laughs> it's just reiterating it because what a cool story. What a horrible, heartbreaking, <laughs> no matter how you slice it, there's so much to tell us there. Yeah. What do you think happens? Like when the first, all of you listening, when you, when you think about this departure from the show, why do you think Julie just did this? <laughs> like, What possessed her to make this choice? Um, 
I don't even know if it's the wrong, like, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know how she got there. And so I, we have no other option, but to make it up. And so we are now all enlisted. Yep. You've we heard are our all thoughts. The writers. Yep. You've heard this, our thoughts. So this, let's hear yours. This is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? Yeah. And let's do it because what a cool thing we can do as a community. Like this is a huge storyline that they opened up and never explored at all. And I know how creative everybody is who's listening. So like what, what just happened? Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> yeah. So I just can't stop saying interesting. I've never yeah. seen a story like this. How often can writers come up with a story that doesn't have like a lot of examples out there already, you know? Yeah. Like, and all my Grey's Anatomy fans, people, come on. Yeah. Tell me. Did yeah. it happen? Did it not? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I think that's all that we've got for today, right? So until Happy. next time, fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.